Hi, welcome to One Brew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. On this week's episode, me and co-host Dougie review Night Comes On, the Sundance winner of the next category that Jordan and I saw in Sundance. Well, I had my mom and dad over to watch it, and Doug and I review it on this week's episode. Enjoy the show. Welcome to One Brew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. Every week, we talk about film, sometimes new. I was there to push people beyond what's expected of them. Sometimes old. Frankly, my dear, I don't give a damn. Films that inspire creativity. Give my creation Films that inspire hope. I'm gonna see the world. Italy, Greece, the Parthenon, the Colosseum, and then I'm gonna build things. I'm gonna build airfields, I'm gonna build schools. Films that take you to a place you never knew existed. I'm repeating we're not in Kansas anymore. Sometimes films that are just entertaining. We hope that when you listen to us, you walk away with a new idea, a new perspective, or at least you have a good time. Are you not entertained? I mean, if when we get there, we can talk about whether we should recommend people to watch, because I think we're going to do a spoiler discussion at the end, but uh, if we should recommend. Well, I mean, it is well-made. Great. <laughs> it's well-made. Yes. Of course it's well-made. Absolutely. Well, uh, That's okay. my go-to, by it, the way. It is your go-to. Uh, every time it's a family joke because when I whenever I see a movie that I don't particularly care for but I know family members my son included <laughs> liked it I will usually just say well that was well made it is I think well made is a code word for stinks <laughs> for sad I I think sad or bloody Right. Um, Generally, because, I think sad. I, I'm kind of a big happy endings person, and uh, that's uh, doesn't make for a great movie critic sometimes. <laughs> but no, as but, I've I mean, as I've watched more movies, I've realized that there is a truth behind that. That some movies are really well made, and I just didn't care for how they came out or something about them. And this is actually a great example of that. This is a great, in my opinion, this is a great film. This um, is a, amazing acting. Amazing acting. It's really heartfelt writing. You can tell, like, these kids. I, I mean, I don't know if you can tell. I don't know these actors and actresses' backgrounds or whatnot. But you can tell, like, whoever wrote the lines Somebody lived knew. this experience. And that is true. This is the writer of this movie based it a lot on her own life. <clears throat> That's a sad life. So, uh, Night Comes On, if uh, you skipped the intro. Night Comes On is the movie we're talking about. Um, it's about Angel and Abby. What are their names again? I, you Angel brought, and Abby is right. Uh, you brought a, a sheet. I have I, a cheat sheet because uh, I forget stuff. <laughs> several of my uh, my co-hosts have, have uh, showed up with either a binder full of notes or a, a paper or something. And I just feel like the worst podcast host ever because I never write anything down. I'm always looking at Wikipedia on my phone being like, uh, the, the actor. Well, let's <laughs> let the record show that I only have a three by five card. So It's true. And he, you did show it to me, and it really is only names. <laughs> so uh, directed by Jordana Spiro. That's the name I know because 
Jordan and I saw this film at Sundance. It was a late showing. Uh, Jordan did fall asleep through part of it. Where it was a big hit, right? Yeah, it won the category it was in. I think it was the next category. Depressing films? (laughs) Um, Yeah. (laughs) Okay. This movie is dark. Indeed. I would not category. Oh God! <laughs> I would not categorize category? it. I would not category okay. it. I would not categorize it as depressing. Ooh, I would. And we will get there at well, the end. Well, sort of. We'll yeah. get there when we talk about uh, when we when we do a spoiler discussion. And, and fair you, enough. You wanted to talk about the spoilers because that is a big part of the film. Is this is this journey? So. It, the older girl's angel, right? Yes. She just got out of a juvenile detention center two days before her 18th birthday. And she is on a quest to find her dad and kill him because he murdered their mother. And yeah. along the way, she doesn't know where he is. So she finds her younger sister, who is 10, I believe. Right. And you get the idea that he she's finding her younger sister just to reconnect. That isn't why. It's oh, and that is a gut wrenching part is. of the film because you part of you knows that I mean, part of you knows why she's there, but the the lighter half of you really wants it to be that she's just uh, there to connect with her sister. Mm-hmm. And there's a really sweet scene of her in the foster care home where this little baby, he's probably one and a half or two. Maybe no, definitely one and a half or one even where he's like holding on to her and she's like rubbing his back and she doesn't know she's never met this kid. She's been in juvie right. for a long time, but she's very tender to him. This little baby boy right. is not her baby. It's not her baby. It's not her brother. It has no relation, but she's very tender. She lets him play with her hair. She rubs his back. He climbs on her. She holds him a little bit. And you kind of think like, oh, like maybe this yeah. movie's going yeah. to be about the I, two I know where this is going. Yeah. Uh, Except it doesn't. <laughs> but the reality is she's connecting with her sister because she thinks her sister has paperwork that will tell her where her dad is. Exactly. And she is going to uh, – She the, the movie is about her quest to get revenge on her father. Right. Um. She procures a gun from in a scene uh, that was unnecessary, in my opinion. Yes. <laughs> so, for the listeners out there, um, you and my mother are, uh, you are not conservative politically, but you are conservative in your entertainment. That's correct. Um, in your entertain, in your, in your cult, pop culture intake yes you don't you know you don't love uh really harsh lyric music you don't love hard r films be it too much language too much sex definitely too much sex that's a fair depiction really i'd say there's a line for me oh and i don't know it's if a little not, bit arbitrary but well it's not arbitrary because you and i actually share the line although i can enjoy it one way or the other although it does take away from 
the quality of the film. Yeah, so when that happens for me, I, I'm going, no, oh, that was dumb. Why did they put that in there? That just was so unnecessary. And to clarify the line, we're talking about unnecessary nudity slash sex in a film. Correct? That's correct. Um, and you and I have had this conversation off microphones on several films, one of them being Red Sparrow, which is a ridiculous example of how unnecessary nudity or sex in general can ruin a film for you things that and don't, for me. Yeah, things I, that don't add to the, the film at all. They use it to get ratings, to get uh, clickbait, to get... Uh, people talking like controversy right. and whatnot, and it and for me on a movie like Red Sparrow, which I thought there was lots of potential, it does take away from me from from that. However, in a movie like Black Dynamite, and I don't think you've seen it. <laughs> <laughs> I think I missed that one. I'd be very surprised. Should I miss it? Yeah, you should miss it. Uh-huh. Uh huh. It's great, but it's a B movie, and it's. And it's just there to be vulgar and entertaining. And so, like, there's two sides of the coin, and I can enjoy both sides. Because, like, it's funny. Um, it's it's there to be ah, shocking, kind of. But it's not <laughs> it's not trying to make a point or, like, right. I feel like Red Sparrow was trying to make this thing, and it just didn't fit the story. No, nor it, it did didn't. It, and, and yeah, so there's a line there, and in this movie, Night Comes On, she gets a gun from just a morally corrupt douchebag. Yes. Uh, to put it And that's being frankly, nice. <laughs> he's a scumbag. Uh, but he has access to guns, and but she he has knows guns, it. And she had a contact in Juvie. Probably the girl's I think her cellmate. uncle or something like that. Uh, yeah, her cellmate's uh, her cellmate's a relative. Relative yeah. uh, told her that he has lots of guns, and so she goes. She doesn't have enough money, and what ends up happening is he requires a different service in order for her to get a gun, and it's terrible. And uh, in this particular case, it really show like it's there to just show the depravity of what this girl's world and what she's willing to do to get a weapon and so in this line i would agree that it was a terrible scene i wouldn't say that it like was pointless or like there to be titulating yeah is that the right word? That's the right word. Yeah. It's a funny word. Yeah, it is a funny <laughs> word. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. But yeah, it's, so it's it's not there to be like, oh, look, we get, we got some sex in the movie. It's there to show. Although the, it sort of seems like that, but well, it's not really sex, actually. Right. In a sense. And there's it's, no visual, it's abuse. There's no vis- visuals. Yeah, correct. It's abuse. Uh, it's rape. Yeah. Really. Um, and so it, in that case, I would say that this doesn't qualify on that line of like, oh, it was there for no reason. I could I could see your point. 
But I also see like that was a rough scene, and I think even I think even Jordan fast forwarded. She it. did. <laughs> uh, I thank luck- you, Jordan. I luckily had to go check on the girls at bedtime or something like that. I had to go in there and I come back and the movie's 10 minutes sooner. <laughs> one of those where we're watching a movie that you've seen and, and one of you goes, oh, forgot that was in there. Mm-hmm. And yeah, but uh, uh, well, maybe mom will have to call in and give us her final review because we didn't talk very much about it afterwards. <laughs> um, yeah, so that scene is rough. But other than that, the movie's really just very raw and realistic it's a very emotional film that's true i i like that experience i like to experience things that aren't my world uh it is nice it's not nice it's hard (laughs) to watch a movie like that and know that that's a real story well to know that those things are happening all the time it it makes me feel things makes me feel bad and i I right i i like that experience especially in a movie um you know our listeners know and you know that we can watch all the popcorn summer blockbusters and i will enjoy them for the most part but you want movies that make you feel something i want movies that make me feel yeah exactly and they they could feel i could feel anything i could feel Mm -hmm happy sad i want to be really invested in the characters in a movie like this where you mentioned acting the the characters really come through really strongly they do uh the 10 year old girl what did, what's her name uh the actress uh the 10 year old is tatum marilyn hall I'm not sure i have the middle name in uh, she but she's amazing is delightful to watch on i don't the know screen. how old she actually is 10 is she actually yes. ten? Because she she just blows you away to think of her as a ten year old. Yeah, she's sassy, funny, hopeful. Sweet. She's got the silver linings on the clouds type she, of personality. She can fit right in with the, the other people. Um, she can meld right in. They they meet this group of kids at one point, and they actually go home with them. I've forgotten why, but when they do, the older girl, Angel, she just can't really fit in, just doesn't fit in. And the younger girl just starts playing with them and just like they've been friends for a good long while. Yeah. And it's just, but it's good acting. It's great. Yeah. She was really good. She's maybe the highlight of the movie to me. Yeah. Um, the, the girl who plays Angel is wonderful as well. Oh, yeah. That, that role is a lot tougher and a lot you know hardened and a lot more there's a lot more going on in her character um i think they do a great job i'm shaking my head over here i yeah, guess you can't hear that true. on the podcast, the podcast it's, uh, cannot hear the head shake poor, poor no. equipment perhaps it's, uh, <laughs> no it's it it's really good acting it's it's really well made <laughs> if uh you know, on our old Zade Story podcast, we had a, we played a little drinking game. Every time I said, I agree with you, but your word is going to have to be, it's well made. Okay. <laughs> that seems fair enough. Uh, as long as we're talking uh, Diet Coke. Yeah, there we go. Uh, yeah, you ruined that. 
you opened it too early. I was going to have us do a brand new sound effect. And well, you... how about this one? <laughs> I didn't think it fit. <laughs> um, so the thing about the movie to me is that it, it was depressing to me to think about those people in real situations to think about foster care and how people do indeed uh, use the foster care system to make money yes. and, and for, for the wrong reasons and they kids do sleep on the street uh, it's it, you know you do have all of these things that happen in the movie it's not like it's not like uh, spider-man or something where you go that couldn't happen yeah uh, but it to me it just it made me sad i guess yeah, yeah. so so in truth it was a great movie it made <laughs> me sad i hated it <laughs> That's good. It's not why I watch movies, so this will this will help our listeners to understand how shallow I am <laughs> and how deep you are as a movie critic. <laughs> I make a poor movie critic. I make a reasonable sidekick, though. Yeah. <laughs> it was great. I hated it. <laughs> uh, is there anything else in the movie that kind of stood out to you? Um. Before we get to spoilers, and then we'll get right. to spoilers no, here pretty quick. It, it, <laughs> I was going to say it was really well made, but let, let's not go there just, <laughs> just yet. Um, you know, it moves right along. It's a fast movie. It's funny because can a movie be fast and slow? <laughs> because there's some of it. There's some of it that feels like it drags a little bit, but I think it's intentional. And then, and then, as it moves to its uh, conclusion, uh, which is not totally predictable, by the way, which is another plus for the movie. Um, yeah, it's it it moves right along. It's it's. Uh, I think they call that pacing. Yeah, it's well paced because yeah. Perhaps I could use well paced then instead of. <laughs> You're right. There's there's honestly not very much action in this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, there's lots of violence around. There's lots of violence in their lives, but in the on the movie screen, there's very little action. Right. But it's not. There's very little anything except walking really there's a lot of walking in this movie right and it is well paced you i never felt okay let's let's get right. to the next scene like some movies where you go ah you look at your watch and you go <laughs> this must be almost done right yeah uh very famously there's the scene in the hateful eight that happens out in the barn with, oh. a, with very little the 45 minute gunfight no, there's no gunfight. It's just a conversation, and it's is very. Uh, a lot of people have talked about it. How like, how many times are we gonna walk out to the barn where nothing happens? <laughs> it's like probably ten minute scene where you just like, Ugh. <laughs> yeah, nothing like that. I, this I was never bored w- once in this movie. No, that's true. Um, what else? Anything else? 
No, I don't think so. Okay. Um, well, before we rate it, actually, let's rate it first. Okay. Um, I'm. I'll. I'll go first. I'm giving this a solid four. And as we're talking about it, I. I, sh- I feel like I need to bump it up to a four and a half. Um, but it's a four. Uh, I love. I love this story. It's got lots and lots of darkness, and there are a few moments of just glittering hope. Glimmering. Not like, not Superman moments where you're like, oh, this is hopeful. It's a smile from the dot, from the sister on a bus after the, after she braids her hair. And it's, it's a, it's barely on the screen. It's like half of her face is barely on her, but it's just so touching. Uh, There's a few moments where the sisters act like sisters and not, uh, not strangers like they kind of are that's somebody to be used yes yeah. which she is mm-hmm. um there's a there's just brief moments that moment you talked about where she's the little girl is playing with the other kids and mm-hmm. it's it's touching to know that around uh, uh, this girl who has a terrible life can still find joy playing with these kids she's never met like there's a few moments throughout there that make that remind me that amid all this darkness, there can be hope, and so, uh, and so for those moments, and for the the writing, the direction, the the cinematography, it's it's it looks very digital. I don't know if that makes any sense to you. That's, that's kind of probably... washed out. Like the there's not very many vibrant colors. That's true. There's a few scenes of like you know beautiful sunset or like the there's moments on the beach that look kind of like popping visually, but the rest of it seems kind of washed. Not a lot of like contrast. I don't know if that. No, that that I'm, makes sense. And I might it's not. It's not something I would have necessarily have noticed, but I might be using the wrong term. Maybe digital isn't the right word. Maybe just washed out is kind of how it looked to me. So there's not a lot of real visual moments, but there are some which is why we're going to do a segment here in a little bit. But yeah, for those reasons, this is a solid four. Could be a four and a half, but I'm going to keep it at a four for now. So for me, this whole rating thing is going to, is, is going to be uh, difficult for me because I can't decide whether I, I want to critique the film and decide, well, was it, a, was it well made or... Or did I like it? You know, did I have a right. great experience? So, so there's a little bit of a conundrum there for me. But the truth is that virtually everything about this film was good. Yeah. I can't say that I loved it. And it depressed me to no end because I know that there are people out there who aren't actors who are living this way. Yeah. And that's, that's a difficult thing for me. I see people all the time that I feel terrible for. Uh, but I can't hold that against the movie. So uh, I'm I'm going to have to go with a four as well. Whoa. <laughs> My jaw just dropped. Are you okay? You, yeah. You I didn't hit anything, did you? The floor. Uh, great decision. 
I completely agree. Thank you. Uh, no, and I think that's right. I think that that is part of trying to rate the movies properly uh, versus, oh, um, one of the critiques in films that I hear from friends, not necessarily movie critics, but they judge the character's choices. Mm-hmm. Like, I well, would, sometimes I do that, too. I would never you know have that. done that. Right. And it's like, well, if they hadn't have done that, you wouldn't have gotten the movie, number two. <laughs> and just because you wouldn't have done that didn't mean they didn't do it. Like, that was a character, that was a choice you disagreed with, but that doesn't make it dumb. You know what I mean? Right. Like, and so that's that's a conversation I get into occasionally. Uh, and I will do that once in a while, too. I'll go, oh, they, they would never do, I would never do that. And the truth is, I don't know whether I'd do that or not because I've never been in that situation. Yeah, exactly. That's a, yeah, it's a terrible critique. Oh, right. I would. Uh, the the one though that does make more sense is they would never do that, like in a police film, right? Where and they, that's a fair where, criticism. Where they charge the house with no backup or something like right. that. You're like, no, that wouldn't happen. Right. Like, you, have you seen cops? They wait for hours until they get the proper. War, you know, like yeah, and if it's supposed to be a fairly realistic movie and they're doing things that aren't realistic, that's a fair criticism. It is. It is. So there's a difference between that would never happen like that versus I would never have made that choice or right. that's a bad decision. I mean, <laughs> if you make the good decision, your movie's over. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yes. Wow. I'm I'm surprised. I thought you were gonna drop this down to like a two. That that really wouldn't be fair. Good. I mean, I mean, it's, so if happy. I'm gonna go by, you know, did I did I like it? Was it really fun? Did I eat extra popcorn? Well, that movie's a one. Yeah. But <laughs> but that's not very fair. If I'm gonna if I'm going to help you occasionally on a podcast, I need to be a little more a little more. Uh, think of the word circumspect i think of it yeah yeah that's right i think (laughs) (laughs) well maybe we shouldn't use big words (laughs) it was good (laughs) (laughs) Um, cool so two fours so let's uh let's discuss especially why i think you feel okay giving this a four and that would be our spoiler discussion put a big spoiler on the rear end Absolutely not. No spoilers. Okay, so listeners, one more warning. Even though you've heard our spoiler discussion warning, we're now going to talk about the end of the movie. So if you haven't watched it and you don't want a, the ending ruined for you, turn this off now. Definitely. Uh, one of the reasons I, f- I like this type of movie is, for example, today on my route, I was driving and I saw this kid with a backpack walking at noon. Uh, he was way older than kindergarten. Kindergarten's a full day now anyway. So there's no reason he shouldn't have been in school. And he had... You know, the red dyed hair and this weird haircut and he's dressed in black and he had a ratty backpack and like, 
a normal thought that might go through my head is kids these days <laughs> but watching a movie like this is a great reminder of kids these days have a lot on their plate and you don't know that kid's situation that kid might be barely surviving right and and so that's one of the reasons i like this movie and would recommend it to people i.e you and mom who we forced to sit and watch on our couch <laughs> <laughs> let's watch this her up <laughs> in hindsight i don't think it was a bad idea and i i'm gonna see if mom will call in and leave a voicemail yeah, I, I don't know so. if she will but um you know my mother was quite tearful at the end of the movie and uh when she gets in an emotional state like that it's it's i like to let it sit i'd rather not like try and like cheer you up because i feel like that's a profound moment you were having a reaction i'd like to just let you have that reaction i would want that if i was moved to tears which i may have been in sundance this was the second time i watched it It wasn't as emotional because i knew what happened but if i was emotional at the end of the movie i would want a chance to kind of sit on it so we'll see what my mom ended up thinking you obviously despite not liking it you respected it and do you think you benefited watching from it do you think was it worth your time would you have do you regret watching it i think it was worth my time um my time as a school teacher all those years with so many kids and some of them not quite as bad off but some of them with Terrible home lives. Um, all that stuff's fairly real to me anyway. True. And it, you know, yeah. Yeah. No, that's 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 a great point of view that I don't have, obviously. Right. Um, yeah, so that kind of might explain a difference in perspective of the movie. Cause, oh, it's gut-wrenching to think that there are children out there yeah. who are... 10, 11 years old, yeah. just, just getting by. Just getting by, selling Ritalin. Right, right. Yeah, yeah, it's terrible. But let's fast, let's fast forward and give them the spoiler discussion yeah. we actually For said. For those of you who hung with about. us long enough, yeah. here's the good news. <laughs> so Angel does find her dad. Yes. She has the gun she acquired. In fact, she leaves her sister to go kill him. Yes, she buys, or she, her sister is asleep on the bus and she sneaks off. She gets off and goes to her dad's house. And what, and this is why I feel like you were able to give it a four. Because if you hadn't, if Angel doesn't make the decision of not killing her dad, I feel like you couldn't have given it a four. You, you might, you might be right. The, the, uh. The thing that saved it there was that it's. It seemed to me like she saw her dad as somewhat of a pathetic thing too. Yes, and couldn't literally pull the trigger. And I also felt like she saw her future having killed her dad. Right. I feel like that was also yeah, kind of point. an interesting. I I just thought about that today as trying to think about like what we, you know, what our discussion would be about and. For the majority of the time I since I've seen the movie and then when we rewatched it, I felt like 
there's a big scene between Angel and Abby where Abby just wants her to come home and be her sister and be present. And I, I don't know. I don't remember the quote exactly, but like, why can't you just be here? Like, why can't you just be with me? Yeah. Um, not in any sort of parental, like she's in no place to do that, obviously. She's her sister. But she just wants her to be her sister. Yeah. And, and so for a long time, I kind of thought like, oh, she makes the choice not to kill her dad so that she doesn't go to jail and she can be with her sister. I feel like she definitely chooses her sister mm-hmm. over this vengeance. And I think that that is still mostly true. But in watching that movie again and seeing her sit there, she pulls the gun out. and But, like, you know, he's making this onion soup. Uh, he's alone. He's got... His house is, he can't sleep at night. He confesses to her. He, uh, he's, he's paying for he's what he did. Paying for it. And we don't really ever know why he did it. We don't, right. he doesn't say it was an accident. He does say he didn't mean to kill her. Yeah. But he says he gives, he can't sleep. He can't not think of her. He's living in their old house because he can't escape it. So on this second, on this rewatch, I thought, I wonder if maybe she sees a glimpse of her future if she did decide to pull the trigger. Maybe. I thought that was kind of interesting. It's not as hopeful as the picking her sister, which I still think is the majority of the choice she makes. Well, she's a tough, she's a tough kid. She's been through a lot. She's been in the juvenile sister, sister. She's been in the juvenile system mm-hmm. for uh, in uh, and out. Yeah, for most for of having her life, a gun, uh, eight I years. Yeah. yeah, which is ironic. Yeah, yeah, um, but yeah, she chooses. Uh, she chooses to let the dad live, and she yells at him. You can't have my sister here. Oh. And then she walks. She walks out, right. and she walks back. And the the final shot of the movie is the the little. Oops. the The final shot of the movie is the little girl sitting on a porch uh, across the street, upset because well, her sister left her on a bus in the middle of the night to kill right. her dad. Right, <laughs> understandably, that would do it. Abso- understandably so, and uh, the final shot of the movie is her seeing Angel, the older sister, across the street, and so, and uh, again, a touch of realism. There's no big wave. There's no like. Yeah, that's true. There's no hugs and kisses, and I, you made the right choice. It's almost just kind of a nod, maybe a little small smile of like, I'm glad you didn't do what you said you were going to do. Right. And it's not perfect, but you made the right choice. And let's see how this turns out kind of thing. And I think that that was like a really powerful scene in the film, especially because it wasn't hugs and kisses. And we're sisters again. It was, this is going to be complicated yeah and we'll get through it right and so i just yeah so i love that last i love the last 
from the gunshot. Let's talk about the gunshot. Hmm. Abby finds the gun in Angel's purse on the oh. beach. <laughs> and then the and then uh Angel doesn't know she's found it. it there's the show Angel and the gun goes off. Yes, Angel is showering the sand out of her hair right. and she's 50 after after by the way a beautiful scene of sisterhood between the two yes. finally so touching very 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 touching i know you didn't see moonlight but there's a great scene very similar wow. in moonlight of this the guy who's taking care of this kid in the in the beach very mm. similar and it's so the waves are washing over them in this movie they're knocking them over kind of they're yeah. they're having fun they're laughing they're laughing yeah. they're they're dancing they're watching Even the sunset just a moment of joy and it's a joyous moment and it makes it so much better how many movies and then <laughs> and then and then you're Angel's... showing her face she's all smiling and washing the sand out of her hair and the gun goes off and i don't know what you were thinking i was thinking <laughs> Oh, what a great ending. The sister just shot herself. Yes, because that happens. Yeah, <laughs> with kids life. who don't know about guns. Yes. And so the I was gun... about to be quite angry with you and Joel. <laughs> the gunshot goes off. And in the theater and Sundance, hmm. the movie that was, I think, I think it was a 10 p.m. showing. And that's not a 10 p.m. movie. That's no. like a 7.30 with a cup of coffee movie. Yeah. Uh, the gunshot goes off, and you could audibly hear everybody sit up in their seat and gasp because everybody was singing the same thing. Are you kidding me? The kid just killed him? That's killed, how the movie's herself? going to end? Yeah. I'll never watch another movie. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, it turns out that everything is okay. Um, You know, she just shot the beach or something <laughs> we don't really we don't really know and it's the only gunshot in the movie well maybe there might be two gunshots i can't remember if you see a flashback or anything like that oh yeah, you might see remember. a fantasy shotgun shot i don't remember you know i don't remember the flashbacks very much the flashbacks are very they're very artsy they're not mm-hmm. they're not like traditional flashbacks where like they flash back to the to a scene with their mom they're kind of fuzzy they're kind of you know odd colored and right um there's one it's not a flash forward i think it's an imagination scene of angel with a shotgun and then there's Mm. there's two where she just i don't think it's necessarily a flashback more so just a a re-envisioning of her mom mm-hmm. like where she's laying with her mom yeah, yeah just trying to feel some sort of comfort comfort and th- that's a touching scene as well it's not mm-hmm. very hopeful but it's no. it's touching to just be like i don't just remember like just to think like you know we have that power with our children and really anyone anyone we're kind to like we don't know where they're going but if they have something to latch on to and that was kind of a She's got one thing to hold on to with her mom is this idea because they live on this busy highway in L.A. And she goes, if you close your eyes and listen, you can hear the cars, but they start to turn into the sounds of the waves Mm. crashing on the beach. And it's really kind of – and so she's doing that again in this bathroom floor, and it's heartbreaking, but – 
touchy, maybe? I don't know. Yeah. Hard to describe, actually. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, the gunshot. The gunshot. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I feel like had she gone through with it and killed the father, I don't... First of all, the movie would have been void of hope. Yeah. Every little tiny touch between the two sisters, that scene on the beach would have been for nothing. Uh, I feel like had they gone the way you kind of expect it to go. Well, yeah, well, especially when she leaves her sister on the bus. You expect she's going to do it. Mm-hmm. And one or two. Yeah, so I, I think it's a super solid ending. I think I think so, too. Cool. Yeah. So, after, since we, okay, so two fours, two four beers. <laughs> or one four beer and one Diet Coke. Absolutely. <laughs> Four Diet Coke. Um, I thought it was funny when uh, when Jason Piles from Movie Podcast Weekly reviewed. He's a, a Mormon fellow and he does not drink alcohol. But he was happy to rate on my system. So it's nice to know that someone who's never met me uh, is willing to rate on my system. And But yeah. your father is not. <laughs> I know. Well, I'm such a prude. Yeah, no, a prude. No alcohol has ever touched my lips. <laughs> It didn't Liar. get a chance to. <laughs> um, so let's do a new segment. We've done it once before. It's probably one of my favorite segments that I thought up of. This segment is called Picture Perfect. A picture is worth a thousand words, and movies are just motion pictures. The picture was perfect. picture looks perfect. It was picture perfect. As a reminder, this is a this is a part. Uh, this is a segment where we pick an image, not a scene, not a shot. Or I mean, kind of shot is the kind of the same way. We pick one moment from the film that kind of is either a the most striking visually. It could have nothing to do with the movie itself, but this an image on the screen that you thought could make a great movie poster could be a good DVD cover. It could encap, it could encapsulate the film or it could just be like a really striking image that the movie left you with. Um, okay. Got it. You got it. Oh yeah. Okay. So the one for me is, uh, and it feels like this is easy pickings, but for me, it's a picture of uh, Angel holding Abby up in the waves. Because that's a beautiful moment in the movie. It's a hopeful moment. Uh, it, like you said, it's a, it's, beautiful, it's, a, it's a beautiful moment. And it's the one moment of joy. Yeah, the, which is probably why I like it. The other <laughs> moments of hope are glimmers. They're, they're teases. There's like, there might be hope here. Right. But that moment on the beach is pure joy. It's right. just sisters being sisters. It's and um, and being kids. Yes, that's a great point too. So many people, so many kids like that, they don't get a chance to be kids. They some of them, like Angel, lose their whole childhood. I think about I think about my own kids and think, wow, <laughs> you know. 
that could be them or, or, or anybody else's kids. It's just, just, it's striking to me that there are people who never even get a childhood at all. Yeah, it's stolen from yeah, them. Basically, and yeah. that moment on the beach is perfect. It's, it's, uh, that's a great shot. That I was definitely toying with a, a, an image from the beach scene because mm-hmm. it's so powerful. It's so joyous. Yeah, you were right. They're kids, and even Angel finally gets to be a kid. And it feels like she might not have been a kid in 10 years yeah. or 8 well, or 12 years. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so that was really touching. My image, I kind of briefly touched on it, is the image of uh, – Angel having just braided Mm -hmm. Abby's hair Mm -hmm. and Abby's looking out the window and she smirks. And if you freeze frame that smirk, it's understated. It's perfect because it's like she won kind of, uh, because it's painful. She doesn't like it. She stops her. She doesn't braid her whole hair, but you see this one braid that Angel did and Angel tells her to stop being a baby or something like that. And, and she's delighted. And she's delighted. Yeah. But not, again, nothing is overdone. It's not princesses and cupcakes. Right. She's not flapping her wings. Or it's a smirk. But you can tell, like, inside that smirk is a thousand words. It means something and, to her. Yeah. So that would be my picture. Mm, it's on the bus seat. Or on the bus. Um, uh, I'm going to try and find those images on the internet. And I'll post them on our Instagram. And on our Twitter. Good. Um, I don't think you use either of those. You use Twitter a little bit. Um, yes. But, uh, yeah, we recently deleted our Facebook account. So I did use Facebook. <laughs> I know. <laughs> um, well, that's picture perfect. Good choice, Dougie. Um, I don't really have much more. For like segments or anything, do you have anything no, else you I want mean, to talk about? Uh, no, not really. Just wonder what's coming up for us. If we can find another really sad, depressing movie, perhaps. I have one that might be up your alley. Oh, good. And that was our conversation. I hope you had as much fun listening to it as we had having it. Always follow us on Instagram at One Over. Follow us on Twitter at One Over. You can email us over at gmail.com. We're excited to hear your feedback, hear your tips and pointers, hear what you'd like to, to uh, hear on the show. Thanks for listening to One Brew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. how i feel about some of our movie choices <laughs> uh, you can blame mom for night comes on she picked it well the other one looked like it might be a loser too <laughs> yeah well according to rotten tomatoes it is a loser oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and i'm glad we didn't pay for it because it's on amazon prime now nice yeah, a woman walks ahead uh jessica yeah. chastain
love Jessica Chastain mm-hmm. and Sam Rockwell. It's a great cast. How could yeah. it be bad? Um, bad know, movie? You ever seen? <laughs> you ever seen uh, that Tom Hanks movie? <laughs> Which one? <laughs> something for all the camels, kings, or something like a hologram for the king. Oh, that yeah, was that's, so that's bad. Not a good movie. That was terrible. And he's not even that good in it. He phoned that in. Come on, Tom. You can do better than that. Tom, what a loser. 